Hey guys, welcome to Lunch Plus. It is Tuesday morning. It's still morning. Like we're bordering on afternoon right yes. now. But it's still the morning. So welcome to Tuesday morning, afternoon of Lunch Plus. We're super excited to have you here today. And as you're hopping on, please comment. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from. So that way we can say hello to you. For example, Lukey and Pastor Nicole are watching Hi, Lukey. in Baden. Priscilla says hello. Holly says hello. We just thank you so much for being on. Share the broadcast. It's going to be a good one because here's what's coming up today. Right now, it is family chat time. And then at noon, it's going to be Will It Muffin? What do you think? Put in the comments right now. What do you think we're going to try to muffin today? I, I have a guess. I don't know 100%. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Mostly because when Marky laughs like that, it makes me nervous. <laughs> and then at 12.10, we're going to have a time of prayer. If you have things that you would like for us to be believing with you for, put those in the comments as well. And then at 12.20, it's Bible trivia. Win coffee on us. Win a gift card for, ev for the first person who gets the trivia questions right. We have gift cards available for you. And then the man who would be king at 12.30. George, George, my husband, my wonderful <laughs> husband, he guesses... Salmon? Is it salmon? He watched me cooking salmon this morning like, oh, so I could meal prep. Why, oh. I've also never cooked salmon, and it was like a big hunk of it. And so I had oh. to cut it up, and I about... Cut like, it? Like with scissors? Yeah, cut it? like with meat scissors. You, why not just like cut it with a knife? Because I did... I don't know. They were there, and so I used them, and <laughs> it, was, it was a really disgusting feeling. It was not... Oh, my gosh. It was not pleasing. But right now, as... As you know, you do not have to listen to me talking about cutting salmon. Um, <laughs> do you use meat scissors, like kitchen scissors? I definitely use them to properly portion my meat. I use them to cut bacon. Like, I use them for lots of things. But anyway, it's family chat time. Dun, dun, dun. And we want to chit-chat with you. So question number one of the day. What sport, <laughs> I'm so excited for Marky's answer, what sport would you compete in if you were in the Olympics? Like, would I want to compete in or would I be best at? Whichever way you choose to answer that. The best, <laughs> wait, is it, okay, I'm going to see Olympics if it was the winner, okay. My favorite one <laughs> is figure skating. That is, that is my favorite one. That's so not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I love, and I love ice skating. Whenever I'm ice skating, I'm like, like, whoa, I'm going to fall, but I'm not <laughs> falling. Like, you know, it's like, it's exciting. I love ice skating. Joe says running track would be her choice. Holly says sleeping. Can ah, we make that track. a category? Ah. George says dodgeball. Ah. Is dodgeball an Olympic sport? I have no idea. Is that a thing? Is that in the Summer Olympics? Um, Prilla says that she used to want to be a gymnast. Rachel says that she also would want to do ice skating. Same, Marky. Hannah says track and field, so that would be mine. Uh, track would be like on the bottom for me, like yeah. running, like I, the stitches in the side, like that's not fun. I understand. I, <laughs> George says that dodgeball should be an Olympic event. Okay, so I, glass house moment, I do not like the Summer Olympics at all. I find them to be very boring. Um, but yeah. the Winter Olympics yeah. are where it's and at. And ice skating, <laughs> figure skating, whatever. I, what, okay. Like, the one that I enjoy watching the most is the one where they're, uh, it's, it's not bobsled. What's the one where they're in the sled that has the skates <gasps> at the bottom and they have to, like, <gasps> I have no idea. Is it luge? Like, when they're going down What's the, top, like, the, yeah. I don't know what I have that's no called. Idea. That one's my favorite one to watch. But if I were to do one, I feel like 
I would really get a thrill of the like ski jump where you're just going down the hill and it's like whee up in the air. That's a satisfying one to watch. Do you guys know what this thing is called? Where you're going down? Yeah, you have like a helmet on and you're like trapped in like what looks like a Boy Scout like 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 derby thing, but there's like blades at the bottom. And I don't go, know like, what a derby is. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, Whoa, I, that's, a, <laughs> that's a big comment. Okay, go for it. I, Pastor Nicole said, I'd love to be able to do ice skating or gymnastics if I had coordination, but let's be real. I'd compete in puns, sweet tea drinking, or walking on the beach. Winter, I'd compete in fireplace sitting and marshmallow roasting. That's true, and you that would do nice. so well with the pun category. Like, you you already have the gold medal. What did George say? L George said losing. Losing. I think so. I'm yeah. confused by the E and the I. That looks Luggaging? Weird. <laughs> yeah. Luggying. Luggaging. <laughs> okay, question number two. <laughs> what is your best scar story? I'm not talking about the Lion King. Like, I don't want to hear about the bad lion that, like, killed Mufasa. Like, what's your best? <laughs> One day I was hanging out with Scar and he killed a wildebeest for me. It was the best. Hey, if you have a scar story like that, please tell it. <laughs> Just go right ahead. But like physically, like on your body, what's your like best scar story that you have? Um, like I immediately thought of your your dent in your head. I have a dent in my head, <laughs> and I don't know why. In my, I asked my mom. I'm like, did you drop me? Like, why do I have a very significant dent in my head? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, what in the world? So. Um, <laughs> so that's Marky. <laughs> Scarlett hugged me once. Where's right? your scar from that, George? George that's... says Scarlett hugged me once. Did she like violently hug you with knives? Like, how do you have a scar from that? Rachel, you don't have a scar. She what? said I don't have one. Arabella also says she doesn't have one. Hannah said I fell on a piece of glass and now I have a scar in my leg. Joe says, my best scar story is probably either when I got attacked by a dog or when I burnt my arm on a ceramic pan. And then Pastor Nicole says, I only have one, so it would be falling over in the back of my uncle's pickup truck onto a long light bulb yeesh, and cutting my arm. Nothing exciting. Oh, George says that scarlet equals scar. So his favorite scar-lit oh, story is that she hugged him. That was out there. Yeah, I wasn't there with you. <laughs> uh, Prill says that she has a scar on her forehead from bumping her head on 1970s furniture. Nothing was baby safe in the 70s. <laughs> Joe says, or when I jumped on a nail and it impaled my left foot. Yowsh. So I have a scar on my wrist. Like you can see it right here. Yeah, I see it. Uh, you, you can't see it, but it's right here. And when I was 16, my parents got me a puppy for Christmas. And my mom dropped the puppy on my arm and I was so excited like I hugged it or something and it was like trying to get away from me and so it dug my arm so wow. this is my scar from the puppy but that's an intense like I've been scratched a lot by animals from cats and stuff like that but never that's like wow yeah. yep it must have been deep yep deep and wide George deep put a million ha-has <laughs> Becca says that LaVey fell in the bathtub and busted her chin my chin? He fell in the bathtub? And busted and your chin? Were you lying in the bathtub? <laughs> it like, did he fall on your chin? LeVay fell in the bathtub <laughs> and busted my chin. 
Oh. <laughs> George said that I had a hot bullet hit my face, and now I can't grow hair there, and it's in the shape of a bullet. That's true. A hot bullet? Yep, that's true. What is the difference between a hot bullet and a regular bullet? It has just been fired, and it, phew. Huh. Instead of like, oh, hey, here's a bullet. Nothing happened. Oh, I would have thought it. I, that, thank you for clarifying. It You're wasn't welcome. just someone like throwing a bullet anytime. at the face. Yep, anytime. <laughs> okay, question number three. Busted his chin. Okay, that makes more sense, Beck. Um, what season would you be? So Abigail and I have talked about this off camera. Really? And we both approached this question very differently. Mm. So I'm very curious which season you would be. I've never heard this question. Like, obviously, what's your favorite season? But I've never heard what season would you be? Like, Eo, Eo and Hannah both immediately say fall. Oh, Just fall. like that, they say fall. Uh, also, why? Put in the comments why. I, I, would, be, I would be spring. Because it's happy, you know, like happy things. I would also say spring. I just ask the girls if ever in springtime, like when trees are blossoming and stuff, I'm like, look at that tree, look at that tree, look at that tree. And they're like, okay. Becca says Christmas. <laughs> so winter? <laughs> George says probably baseball season. I don't, so I don't even know what that is. So spring? Um, Joe says summer or fall. She can't decide. George says he likes to play baseball. I like lamp. Um, Prilla says, or the first two weeks of spring when it's nice weather. Joe says, my birthday's in the summer, but I love the color of trees in the fall. Becca says she would be both Christmas and fall. Wow, we're getting a lot of fall. So, okay, I was talking to Abigail about this, and this is how I view spring. I view spring as things are happening, it's exciting, things are coming to life, and it's like, for me, it's like the great the big season. You get the sun. Yes. As it's probably especially from being up north, yes. because it's such a defining moment in the year when the sun starts to really come out that way. Yes. It's like, oh, everything's great. Down here, it's just kind of like a, eh, there's spring. It's not really like that different. Like, it's basically down here, it's winter, summer, and then nothing else happens. Rachel said Marky got a little crazy once during spring when we were driving home from church. I remember that story. Yeah. Pastor Nicole says, southern fall. My hair is like, oh, well, she says southern fall. <laughs> there. There, George's comment pushed yours up. Um, but that's Pastor Nicole's answer. Uh, George says, are we not doing sports seasons? Are there any other seasons? Good talk. Um, so George is spring, since he said baseball season. Spring training. Are you pleased with me? I know when spring training is. Um, okay, question number four. Last question of the day. Bum, ba -dum, bum, bum. <laughs> Reminder, all these questions have come from our very own Serena Crabtree. What fruit or vegetable would you most want to be? I've, I've honestly never thought about this question. Like, of all the randomness that happens in my brain, that's what? never been one. Um, so which fruit or... Oh, Hannah, right there. Yeah, strawberry. strawberry. Hannah says strawberry. Okay. Joe it's says a banana. A banana. Look at... People have thought about this. Like, these are instinctual answers that are popping up on screen right now. I love orange. Priscilla says, I love oranges, so maybe an orange. <laughs> George says, a singing one, like VeggieTales. George would be Bob. George would be Bob. 100% George would be Bob the tomato. That's George. Yep, there you go. Um, I can tell you I would not want to be a vegetable. I, I can say that. I, I don't know. I, like, I don't want to be an apple. That's really common, and they're not always exciting. Boring. Yeah, it's yeah. not exciting. It's not. 
Becca says watermelon. That's a good answer. I respect that answer. That is a good answer. <laughs> George asks if he's Bob the tomato because he turns red. I like when you're on the broadcast, George. It makes me happy. Um, corn. Yeah. Corn. Corn. Says corn. I like corny wow. jokes. And corn makes popcorn. <laughs> Rachel says I'd be a kumquat because no one thinks of them or eats them, so I'd be safe. <laughs> I love we Rachel. Don't, and I don't. I didn't know what that was until I came to the South. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Did you know what they were up yeah. north? What? But they don't have them up north. No, but I knew what they were. I guess you were just more educated I than was. I was in the South. Okay, I'd be either a peach or a kiwi. There we go. I forget about kiwis. Kiwis are delicious. But I forget about them. I Holly just decided. Instinctual answer. Go. Raspberry. Because I like <gasps> oh, them. Because they're nice. You a raspberry. Like sweet and sour. And little. <laughs> and so and great. <laughs> she absolutely would be a raspberry. Holly said, I like George's answer. That was a it's, great answer for you. I'm not over it. <laughs> George said, thank you, Holly. And then, ha, 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 George and Eo have, like, the best bro-sister relationship ever. It's really great. Okay, well, that is family chat today. Make sure that you stick around because we are going to be right back with our next segment, Will It Muffin? It's going to be so good. So stick around. We'll be back in just a couple seconds. Welcome to our next segment, Will It Muffin? But before we hop in, let's talk about what's going to be on the table of contents today. What's in store for you? Right now, we have Will It Muffin. Will I don't, put your guesses in right now. What are we turning into, oh, I just saw <laughs> some of it nasty. I, what do you think we're turning into muffins today? Then we're going to have a time of prayer, and then up after prayer, it's going to be Bible trivia. So make sure that you stick around for Bible trivia because you can win free money. And then right after that, it's going to be the man who would be king. But right now, it's time for Will It Muffin. Hey guys, we have Will and Muffin here, where we take ingredients that we are curious if they will be a good muffin. So today we have lunch. This is our theme, is Ugh. lunch muffins. I'm actually, I think this one actually might be good. I really do. It really depends on the type of muffin mix that we're using yeah, right now. Let's just plain muffin mix. So if you guys think that muffins will turn into lunch muffins while they, they will muffin, I want you to say yes right now. We, we don't know yet. We need to try them. But cast your vote now if you think that uh, lunch will muffin. Look at this cheese. Like, it's already sweating. There's like, I, I, I do not have high hopes with this. Like, mm -mm. I think I, it'll be good. So mm -hmm. today the ingredients, we have three ingredients, and the last one is a mystery. Oh, the last good. one is a surprise. Great. Just for you. That's exciting. So the first Great. ingredient is cheese. Second ingredient is ham, like a ham and cheese sandwich. Great. 
I will let you do the honors of so, mixing. So good. Is there a proper order, or can I just guess which one goes first? You can just do whatever you want. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. They're just going to turn out great. Kaboom. Wow, That's, eggs first. Yep. That's different. It's going to be great. That's Nicole says, yes, lunch will muffin. I Okay, so here's the thing. Like, I don't know how to smash these with Why a plastic bowl right okay. now. I was not convinced that if I smashed it on the side that the egg wouldn't go flying. Um, so Rachel says, yes. Becca says, yes. I, okay, if it was like a cornbread muffin, sure. But the regular muffin mix, like it already smells sweet and. It's be sweet and salty. Hannah's my girl. Hannah says, all of the ingredients just sound gross. This ought to be funny. Josephine says no. Mr. William Wagner says yes. Well, okay, are you basically team Marky where you are very optimistic right now? Or are you team Barrett where the reality of how sweet the muffin mix smells mixed with cheese and lunch meat? Well, we did bacon though, it wasn't bad. I didn't eat Holly the bacon Holly says lunch will not muffin. Holly's my girl. Okay, so all the wet ingredients. Here goes the super sweet muffin mix. Yay. Have you? <laughs> Hannah, hashtag team Barrett. <gasps> Whoa. Hannah. Whoa, Hannah. Whoa. Uh, Hannah is one of my OG youth kids. Like, Hannah was one of my youth early, early, early on. So, oh, it, okay, first of all, this muffin mix smells like apple. Like, is this <laughs> apple muffin mix and we're about to throw in cheese and ham? Don't worry about it. Yum. <laughs> Rachel so says good. hashtag Team Marky. Oh, I got one. I got a supporter. Oh, I have another one, though. Joe. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty cool. Says Team Marky is Team Philippians 4-8. We win. I'm Team Don't Tempt the Lord Thy God. That's also biblical. Okay, I think it's good. Are you sure? Yeah. I want to get all the chunks out. I want to make that's sure. Fine. I think it's fine. Here, how do, how do you want to do that? Oh, do just dump like... it all in. It's going to be great. Keesh. Oh, did you? It made a really like, <laughs> it made a really floppy, nasty sound. Oh, that looks so nasty. Oh, look at this, guys. Can you see it? I don't know if you can. Oh. I don't know how to do it so it doesn't tip. It's, it looks like gravy that has just a chunk of ham and lots of globs of cheese in it. It looks. <gasps> I got another Team Marky from Becca. <laughs> not excited. If any of you el anybody else wants to be Team Marky, comment now. Team Barrett is the team of winners. Team Marky. Whoa. Okay, I'm ready to. I think they're done. To bake this monstrosity. Okay, let's yep. bake them. Do 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 do. Where do we bake them in the oven? Yep. Are these microwavable muffins? No, we put them in the oven. I'm putting them in the oven right now. How do you guys bake your muffins? Do you stick them in the oven? Do you have a special muffin maker pan? Um, I was standing on Marky's mic cord, so that was almost a really exciting moment on camera for Beep! you. Beep! They're done. Whoa! <laughs> okay. We're what going, happened to the tray that they were in? Uh, How did they get toothpicks in them? I don't know. It's crazy. They just sprouted? It's crazy. Wow. Okay. okay. Holly says that she loves us both. However, I don't believe they will taste great after you cook them. I agree. Um, okay. Here we go. What is this? That is ham. Okay. Ham. Great. Ham. Ham muffins. Ham muffins. Do we have any pictures to put up of the ham muffins? Mmm, mm, that's a nice picture. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. <gasps> I got another Team Marky. Okay. Oh, I got it. I got two Team. I got two more Team Markies. Okay. Yes. Here we go. I love you guys. Oh look, there's a chunk of the ham. Okay, eat that. Eat that chunk. Great. Here we go. Three, two, one. 
I'm sorry for the chewing. Nope. It's not bad. Mm -mm. It's not bad. It's like breakfast and lunch together. It's brunch. Okay, so the muffin tastes fine. But I'm not a big fan of the fact that when I bite into the ham, it's squishy. Like, it's not crispy like bacon. It's, it's literally squishy like it would be on a normal sandwich. So for me, while yes, technically these came out in muffin format, look, you can just see the chunks of ham in there and they're squishy. And so for me personally, this does not muffin. I think it muffins. I think it does muffin. Like there's nothing weird about the consistency really. Like it, I think it's solid. I think it's pretty good. Now preference, I don't know, but guys, mm -mm. I'm going to give a thumbs up for yes, it will muffin. I'm a thumbs down for no. What do you guys think? From looking at it, from hearing us talk about it, do you think it muffins? Do you think squishy ham muffins muffin? It's not bad. It's, it's not great. <laughs> Are you guys ready to try cheese muffins? I think that sounds very I'm, promising. I'm more on board with that. Okay, so we were mixed with the ham. Do you think cheese is going to muffin? I'm more favorable with this option. Vote now. Yes. Comment now if you think cheese will muffin. Does cheese work? I cheese totally does think it work. does. It has to. Um, cheese is amazing. I did not say that it tasted good. I said that it didn't taste bad, I thought. I don't think it tastes gross. <gasps> Hi, Jordan Miller. It's my friend. It's my friend. It's my friend. Okay, so here comes cheese. I'm more positive about this one. Cheese, muffins, they will. They Joe will says that cheese might muffin. <gasps> well, first of all, the muffins are really tough to break apart. Like, I have to put some some dexterity into breaking this you apart. Wanna, do you guys want to see a picture of it, of what it looks like up close? I think Abby put it up. Oh, you did? I think. They're, this one's definitely more dense, I feel like, than the other ones. I'm oh. ready to try it. I'm going in. Mmm. Why was it crispy? I don't know, but I don't mind it. It was a little crispy. The cheese went a little crispy. I like it. It's not bad. It's not bad. What do you think? What's it taste like? Crispy. <laughs> what else does it taste like? Mm. Yes, everyone, we're getting, we're getting a lot of yes, cheese will work. Yeah, I think this is okay. I think it's good. <clears throat> yeah, the texture, again, it's not bad. It is really dense. So both of these muffins are very thick muffins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So density-wise, I like that. I like that about muffins. Yeah. I do like when cheese crisps over, so that yeah. was... I wasn't prepared for it, but I wasn't unhappy about it. You're, but I couldn't you, super taste the are cheese. Are you going to give a thumbs up? I think I give a thumbs up, but I don't think that you can actually taste the cheese much in it. But that means it works. It's not bad. Yeah, it's so good. It, it's good, it but goods. it doesn't super it, enhance it. I just it. said it goods. It goods. It goods. So all of you that said yes, you were right. Okay, this is the last one. I have a mystery ingredient for you. Um, I wanted to stay with the lunch theme. I heard. So um, this is the lunch theme. So the mystery ingredient is... Ready? Ready, guys? It's chips. Yay. <laughs> I, just, I needed another lunch ingredient, so it's chips. Like, I... Okay. Again, going to the density of this, I could throw this at Arabella behind <laughs> the camera, and it would, it would hurt her. It's like a baseball. Like, it really... Like, do you hear? It's dense. <laughs> Can you hear? Whoa! Did you, you guys hear, hear that? that? Do you guys think that chips will muffin? <laughs> Comment now. Okay, what kind of chips are in this? Oh, wow, it's like shrapnel. 
so it's actually, okay, I want you to guess what kind of chip you think it is. You want to show up the picture and we'll, we'll, you guys can guess what kind of chip you think it is. Guess now. I'll give you a hint. It's a red chip. What I, chip do you think it is? A red chip? It's a red what chip. What chips are red? What? I feel like that's so easy, guys. Do you know what chips are red? Is the bag red or is the chip red? The chip red? is red. Don't you guys know what chip it is? Ketchup chips? No. What chips are red? The, uh, Becca says those taquito chips. Uh, nope, it's not taquito chips. Come on, guys. It's Even in this, it's not red. It's orange. Okay, kind of orange. It's kind of orange. What is it? Orange reddish. What, what? kind of... Maybe it's more orange. I'm sorry. What? What is it? Is it Doritos? Yes, Doritos. The bag is red, but the chips are orange. I'm sorry, I got confused. Okay, <laughs> I got confused. Okay, here we go. Dorito muffins. One, two, three. Yuck. <laughs> uh uh. No, it is not. Mm. Nope. Mm. That's really bad. Well, what's happening in my mouth? It's very stale. There's a lot of it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Dorito in that. <laughs> you know how I said in the cheese one, but the cheese, oh, that tasted weird through my nose. Um, tasted through your nose. Like, I breathed and the scent came through my nose so I could then taste it again. Nope. Like, you know how with the cheese muffins no. I said there wasn't enough cheese flavor in it? That's because it all was in the Dorito muffin. Yep. And it was not... It was not Miss <laughs> Jan said Marky needs to learn her colors. I'm sorry, it's orange reddish something. Yeah, so for me, this did not work. The chips were stale as they Like cooked. they were fresh, but they just turned stale. Yeah, it's not good. And the flavor's just not good. There's seasoning in it that did not work. Yeah, Miss mm -hmm. Jan voted no. She didn't yeah. think that they were gonna work and- She's right. She was right. I mean, you can try it at home. It physically turned into a muffin, but as you could hear, it also turned into a weapon. So you decide what you're gonna use it for. I think if you guys wanna try ham and cheese, I think it'll work. I think it works. Yeah. Okay. Well, there it is. If you guys have anything that you would like us to try, comment now. If there's anything that you're curious if it'll make a good muffin or not. If you're just anything, comment now and we will do our best to try it next week. Now, it is time for one of my favorite segments. It is time for prayer. If you have any prayer requests, I also want you to comment that now and we will get to praying for them. And we also have confessions today, which is awesome. So... It's time for that. I will see you guys next week for Will It Muffin, and here you go to Barrett. Hey guys, welcome to prayer. We are so excited to have you here with us. And as always, we want you to be able to, we want to basically just be able to stand with you, join with you in prayer. So that way we can see the power of God move in your life. And as always with the prayer segment, we want to put some scripture in your mind and in your spirit because the word tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So our scripture today that has just been in my spirit is James 5 verse 16 and it says therefore confess your sins one to another pray for one another so that you may be healed and then here's the part that I get super excited about the effective prayer 
of a righteous man can accomplish much. And it tells us in the amplified version of this that the fervent, the continued prayer of a righteous man makes much power available, dynamic in its working. Now, I know I had the opportunity to go to one of our life groups here this past week and prayer got talked about during life group. And ever since that conversation, what's just been popping up in my spirit is that God wants all of us to be praying. He's created all of us in his image. We were created to have fellowship with him. We were created to be in prayer. And righteousness is something that you are right now. You are, if you are born again, then you are the righteousness of God in Christ. So when we pray together, there will be much power available, dynamic in its working. Big things, little things, things that seem impossible, they are all able to be accomplished through the prayer of a righteous man or a righteous woman. God can do nothing on this earth unless men and women pray for his will to be done. So today we're going to pray, we're going to see the Lord move, and it's going to be amazing. Right now, as we dive in, let's just start off with today's confessions, confession number two and confession number three, and say them with me. Join your voice with mine. Confession number two, we are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing, and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. And then confession number three. This is one of my favorite ones. Confession number three says, we have divine health in our bodies now, and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. We have divine health in our bodies now. And right now, we just had a prayer request come through to pray for Scott, believing for a miracle. Jesus is his only hope. Well, Lord, right now, we thank you. We thank you that your your power is available. Your power is here. And you, Lord, you are the miracle worker. So in the name of Jesus, we ask for your will to be done in Scott's life and through Scott's life. Let the testimony of your power come upon him. Let it flow through him, God. Let others be led to the glory of God. Lord, whether he knows you or not, let your healing power, let your miraculous way-making power be a testimony for those who don't yet know you to come to know you. God, you're you're good. You're great. Touch him now. Touch his body now. Touch his finances now. Let life and life in abundance come to Scott, to his family in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we command hope to come into Scott's situation. Lord, we command a spirit of hope, a spirit of joy to come upon him now. Where the enemy has tried to grate away hope in Jesus' mighty name, let hope come back, let it come back in full, and let it be as though it was never gone. Let it just be returned back to him. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Lord, I thank you for every person watching. 
every person watching, God. Let your strength come upon them in the name of Jesus. Your strength and your power and your might and your goodness come upon them now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for every person that's watching. I rebuke a spirit of weariness. I rebuke a spirit of tiredness. I rebuke a spirit of apathy. And in the name of Jesus, I ask for every person watching, let there just be a Holy Ghost injection of supernatural strength, supernatural boldness, and a supernatural fire of God. Jesus, I ask right now for all of us in the studio, all of us watching online, for this fire of God to come upon every single person watching baptize us in fire. Let it burn out the things of this world. Let your purifying fire flush out anything that would try to keep us in a natural realm. Lord, may our eyes be enlightened to what is the hope of your calling in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Lord, I thank you for Miss Lashika. She just said that she's joining on our lunch break. God, right now, as she esteems the things of God, we ask for a blessing to come upon her at her work. Let her experience supernatural provision today. Let her experience your promotion today. Let her increase in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. In the name of Jesus, let her experience favor at her job, favor with her boss. Let her be highly favored as evidenced by her honoring the things of God right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that your hand is not short. We thank you that you are able and willing to bless every person that's a part of this broadcast, whether they're physically here in-house, whether they're watching now live, whether they're watching the replay, God bless them. Let the blessing of God come upon their homes, come upon their families, come upon their children, come upon their jobs. Let them increase as you've called us to increase. And we thank you for it, Lord. Thank you that your blessing is on this day. Thank you that it's ours to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we thank you so much for joining us for prayer. Prayer is so vital, and we just thank you for esteeming this time, for receiving our prayers, and for making them with us, confessing the things of God. We love you. We praise God for you. And Miss Lashika, you were our 100th commenter. We forgot to say it at the very beginning, but the person that helps us reach 100 comments, they get a gift card from us. So Miss Lashika, if you can send the What's Right page a message, we're going to send you a gift card for being our 100th commenter. We love you. We're excited about this day. And right now, stick around because we are hopping over to Bible trivia, but not with Buddy. Who's it going to be with? Find out right now. Hey guys, welcome to Bible Trivia. I am not Bible Buddy. Bible Trivia. I'm not Buddy. I'm I'm Marky. <laughs> if you if you don't know, I'm Marky. What? So, and this is not Pastor. This is Barrett. Hey. <laughs> you have us today <laughs> to, for Bible Trivia. So this is really exciting. This is one, this is a super exciting segment because you actually can win gift cards for this. Real gift cards. Real money. All you have to do is have the correct answer first. So what you're going to do, we're going to uh, we're going to show you the questions and stuff. And what you're going to do is you're going to comment uh, like a one, like for question number one, you're going to put one, and for the answer, you're going to put 
B or A or B or C or D. You're going to put the, it's not B. I don't, I'm not, that wasn't a hint. So can you explain that? Because I just explained that really bad. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to Bible Trivia. <laughs> We're going to, you're going to see a question uh, pop up on the screen and it's going to be super random. And we want you to go ahead and answer these questions that we put up. And in yes. the comments, when you're making your answer, if you just put F, then we will have no idea what question that's going to. So if we're on question one and your answer is D, then put 4D. I needed to write that out visually for you, apparently. Uh, if we're on question two, 2C, two 3A, what, whatever you choose to do um, for your answer. But put it like that. If you just put the number or you just put the letter, then we'll have to skip over your answer. That's the way to qualify for the gift card. Yes, there you go. I just I wanted her to explain it really well so that you guys can win. I need to be really glass house right now. Um, you need to pray for Marky because the Dorito muffin has left a terrible aftertaste in my mouth, and we're sitting very close together during this segment. Love you. <laughs> May you be blessed. Hallelujah. Okay, question number one. You can put it up on the screen. Where was the man who donated Jesus's tomb from? A. Cyrene, B, Arimathea, <laughs> C, Malta, D, Dominican Republic. Definitely Dominican Republic. Whoa, we have a really quick answer. Cindy Orr was our first Whoa. one. Joe is our first one Whoa. or our second one. Prilla, the answers are flooding in. Whoa. When you think you have it, go ahead and put it in. Yep, comment now. Dun, 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 bum, 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 bum. I don't know what is trademarked, so I'm going to switch the tune. <laughs> we have our answer, we and do. it was Miss Cindy Orr. Cindy Orr wins! You get a gift card. Congratulations. What was the answer? Oh, yep. The answer was B, arithmetic. Arithmetic. That was it, that oh. one. <laughs> that was the answer. Arithmetic. Arithmetic. Good job. You got arithmetic. Uh -huh. Okay, our second question of the day is, what did Jesus say is the lamp of the body? Is it A, the hand, B, the eye, C, the spirit, or D, the pinky toe? I'm really enjoying these. Put your answer in right now. Put it quick, put it quick, put it quick. So put two and then A, B, C, or D. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna let you know, I've always felt particularly spiritually enlightened when I'm wearing sandals so that my pinky toe can see. Okay. You didn't. It's cool. <laughs> that was a joke, and it was a really good one, clearly. The best jokes you have to explain. Um, <laughs> we had an answer a couple seconds ago. Miss Cindy Oregon. Wow. She was our first on one. Fire. Miss Cindy Orgest, 2B, the I. There you go. This girl is on fire. Okay. Are you guys ready for question number three? You just get, cut me off. Get, I'm sorry. You just decided that I was done singing. Fire. There you go. <laughs> I finished it for you. You didn't enjoy my singing? It wasn't pretty for you? It was fine. Okay. The people <laughs> want to get a gift card and I'm trying to get it to them. Do you want the gift card? Yeah, you do. Okay. So what if they didn't? You, you just got very aggressive with them. What if they didn't want a gift card? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> you want a gift card. Okay, let's question number three. You can put it on the screen. <laughs> on what island was Paul shipwrecked? Was it A, Malta, 
B. Crete. I'm going to guess that's how that's pronounced. Yeah. C. Madagascar. D. Hawaii. Crete. 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 Put your answer now. Crete. And then put A, B, C, or D. Crete? Crete. Crete. Crete? Crete. What do you think it is? A. Malta. B. Crete. C. <laughs> Madagascar. D. Hawaii. Was Madagascar in existence back then? Uh, probably. Oh. If they had found it. Because it was over, like, near them. Sure. Like, Africa and stuff. Sure. Because, like, I think Africa was in the Bible. Like. This is why you do better with geographical things, because I'm like, <laughs> sure it is. I don't know where Madagascar it probably, is. Sure. It probably was right there, yeah. Okay, we have a winner. And for the third question in a row, it is Cindy Orr. Oh, my gosh. Like, she is amazing. Y'all, y'all need to, like, apparently step it up, because she's got lightning fingers today. Like, my gracious, you are on a roll, ma'am. Yep, great job. We should probably like have like be like, okay, this is the answer because we haven't been doing that. We've True. just kind of been going to the winner. <laughs> Three is A, the Isle of Malta. 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 It's like soda, malt or something. The second, the second answer, like to the second question, was the I. The I the is the I. lamp. I was not expecting <laughs> that. Was that one confused me? I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. So great job for you who got it right. Okay, question number four. I was going to say it in Spanish, but I don't, I don't know what it, I was going to say dos, and that's, nope, <laughs> not that. Okay, question number four. Where did Jesus tell the blind man to wash his eyes at? Was it A, the pool of Siloam, B, the Jordan River, C, pool of Bethesda, D, Old Faithful? Wow. Which one? Comment your answer now. Do you think it is A, B, C, or D? Well... People, people's answers are just rapid-firing. Did you know this one offhand? Nope. I got it wrong a second ago as well, and then I remembered which one it was. But if I was answering in the comments... You guys are amazing! You're so smart! So smart. that? So smart. Wow. Whoa, look at y'all. You're so smart. You're smart. You're smart. Okay, we can show the answer now. It's the true. answer is A, Pool of Siloam, which I did not know, but you guys did. It's true. And again, Miss Cindy Orr She's won that amazing. one. Won oh that gosh. one. Reminder for people in the room, you can't win the gift cards because you're hearing the questions 30 seconds ahead. So I love y'all. Keep guessing, but in the room, yeah. unfortunately, we can't give them to you because you have a severe advantage. Yep, it's know. like rigging the Olympics. It is. It's true. Yeah. It's, with that high of stakes, too. Are you guys ready for question number five? Definitely keep commenting, though, for sure. Yes. I think they are ready. Okay, question number five. When Saul was blind in Damascus, on what street was the house that he stayed in? This is one of my favorites. Eight, Straight Street. B, North Street. C, Main Street. D, Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Do you which, which street? Do you remember the theme song to Sesame Street? Uh, not really. I'm sure I re <laughs> recognize it. Becca says Sesame Street. I love Becca Beard. Come on now. Which one is it? Straight? You know, North? Well, don't put that. Put A, B, C, or D. If we said it like, like sesame, sesame, or no, that is how you say it, sesame. <laughs> I thought I was saying it wrong. If we said it other than sesame. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I didn't know this was in the Bible. Really? I don't remember this. This is one of my favorites because the name of the street always amused me. Hmm. I did know this one. That's kind of a hint. It's true. 
It, but it's not, well, I just almost told you which one it was not. Okay, let's put the answer up right now. The answer is Straight Street. Straight Street. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> and the winner is Miss Jan. Woo! You got one. Miss you Jan. stole it from Miss, Miss Cindy. Cindy Orr. That was great. You Miss did great. Cindy Orr. So we did five. Now we are going to question number six. Whoa. We have one more. Whoa. One more question. You guys ready? Okay. Can you beat Miss Cindy? What all was inside the Ark of the Covenant along with the Ten Commandments? A. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. B. Bronze, serpent. Okay. <laughs> That's the same thing. Bronze, serpent, and Moses' staff. C. Manna, and Aaron's rod. D. A lack of Moses' beard hair. A lock. I said a lack. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You guys, right now, what's your answers? Comment now. Comment now what oh. it is. A, B, C, or D. Oh, that was my but favorite. <laughs> that was, man, that was, that was a lot. If, you, if the camera had been on us at all, you would have seen Marky and I doubled over on the table. Oh, that my was, gracious. That was great. That was a great moment. Okay, yes. we've had answers come in, but so far, none are the right ones. Keep it coming, guys. You've got this. You've Keep got coming. this. We're going to give you 20 more seconds. I don't know. I don't know why I said 20. I just made up a number. Bum, ba -dum, bum, bum, bum. And even if you get it wrong, as we've told you that they're wrong, we have an answer. It's happened. We have a right answer. How is, okay, let's put the right answer on the screen. How is that right? How is manna in it? What? <laughs> manna and Aaron's rod was in the Ark of the Covenant. Holly Shaver, you won that one. Good job. Nicely done. Very good. Very good. Well, guys, thank you so much for playing Bible trivia and for dealing with us doing Bible trivia. Thanks. <laughs> I really appreciate you sticking around with me and having mercy on me. You did amazing. I love you guys so much. <laughs> You're the real MVPs in this whole thing. <laughs> you are. The people on today, man, they're, they're, they're the faithful. People. They're the faithful. <laughs> We appreciate you being on, and right now we are going to hop into our What's the Word session with the man who would be king. Stick around, we'll be back in just a couple seconds, and we'll see you then. Hey everybody, welcome to What's the Word. I got Barrett and Buddy with me today. Glory mm -hmm. to God, glad to have y'all. B-cubed. I just realized oh I'm grace. Brian, Barrett, and Buddy. Passion <laughs> Wow. Anytime yeah. it's been the three of us on the broadcast, that's immediately what pops in my head. Be cubed. I've not thought about it yet. That's so funny. Mm. Oh, man. It brings me great joy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just welcome you uh, today. Thank you so much for being with us on Lunch Plus. And uh, if you haven't shared the broadcast, please share it. And uh, there's somebody else that this can greatly benefit. But yes. not if you, if you don't share it, you might not get to them. So uh, go ahead and share the broadcast. And uh, today we're continuing on with the man who would be king, the person who would be a leader, a supervisor, a shift supervisor, a manager, a president of a company, or a president of a country, uh, an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, or just a Christian is called to make disciples. They are a leader. Yes. Every Christian is called 
called to be a leader and to lead people people in to lead what? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll skip over that. Lead. I don't. I don't even know what I said right there. Lead people. 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 Amen. You're my peoples. Amen. We know what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> the, I hope y'all know what I meant. And uh, anyway, so every Christian is uh, destined mm -hmm. to lead people into yeah. a discipline of the Lord. Yes. I think I was jumping and mixing discipline in that word too sometimes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we're talking about the differences in leaders in the Bible and seeing what godly character is there. And uh, we're in 2 Samuel chapter 10. And uh, will, you, will you start reading that at chapter 10? We're going to read verse 1 through 5 to begin with. Sure will. Now it happened afterwards that the king of the Ammonites died, and Hanan his son became king in his place. Then David said, I will show kindness to Hanan, the son of Nahash, just as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent some of his servants to console him concerning his father. But when David's servants came to the land of the Ammonites, the princes of the Ammonites said to Hanan, their lord, Do you think that David is honoring your father because he has sent consolers to you? Has David not sent his servants to you in order to search the city, to spy it out and overthrow it? So before we get into the next verse, you know, one of the things, we talked about this uh, last week. We talked about uh, these passages and what happened, and it was really good talking about honor and yeah. talking about having the right people around you. But one thing I, I just saw that's very interesting is, so David says, I want to show him kindness yeah. because... The father who had passed, he showed kindness to me. Yeah. And what that tells me is that the son really did not have a good uh, idea of what history had taken place. Mm -hmm. And so a good leader understands their history as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and because he didn't understand that his father had shown kindness to David... Uh, that could have left the door open for him to think the wrong things. He should have known that his yeah. father did that, yeah. and maybe his father didn't share it with him. And that's a you know, as a as a father, it's good to share history with the next generation. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the next generation, it's good for us to gain history from the previous generation. Yeah. We don't need to just skip over it or act like we don't we don't have it. I know I personally have seen in this generation. Uh, there's a whole group of men who, you know, men and women who have said, we don't really need the generals of the faith, if you want to call them that. We don't really need that. We can just go do this ourselves. Right. And uh, that's, I find that's a grave mistake. And I think that actually our society in American church has suffered because of that jump. And this is actually what caused them part of the problem here, too, is they kind of ignored some history, and that yeah. caused them to make a bad, bad error in judgment. Yes, sir. So, okay, uh, verse 4. So Hanan took David's servants and shaved off half of their beards and cut off their garments in the middle as far as their hips and sent them away. When they told it to David, he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly humiliated. And the king said, stay at Jericho until your beards grow and then return. Amen. And so I, I didn't say this earlier, but you know, please put this in the comments, is that a good leader passes on history and knowledge and revelation to the next generation. Yeah. And also put in the comments, a good leader gains 
knowledge and revelation and history from the previous generation. So we're, we're really responsible for both of these yes. things. We want to pass it on, but we also want to honor that generation and pull from them, receive that impartation as well. So put that in the comments right now if you would. A good leader will pass on history and knowledge and revelation to the next generation. And a good leader will gather history, knowledge, and revelation from their previous generation. Yeah. All right. So now looking here at verse uh, 4, it says, So Hanan uh, took David's servants and shaved off half their beards and cut off their garments in the middle as far as their hips and sent them away. Um, I don't know about y'all, like, does that bother y'all? Yeah. <laughs> the image bothers me. The well, image, yeah. The, the New, New King James says, at their buttocks. <laughs> um, that's what it says. That's... And did they, ha they had undergarments then? Did they? I'd, I, well, because they were embarrassed and... Um, <laughs> I'm so, what? <laughs> did they have underwear back then? Like, is <laughs> well, did they? I appreciate you. I don't think, as far as I, I think know, they, they had, had an under like. Yeah, an, I think they had under under robe. I think they did. Okay, so and there's it was scripture, I believe, that backs that up. But okay, so yeah. it was just cut, and that their at least their underwear was exposed. Yeah. At, at this point, so yeah. they they had to come back. I mean, you look at it; they didn't have shirts and yeah. pants. Yeah. It's basically like them walking around with just a shirt on in their underwear. Which is embarrassing, especially yeah. in those days. It's not like they had like five pairs of clothes to take with them. It's yeah. not like they had Walmart to go to and yeah. be on people of Walmart. Yeah, yeah so they it's had a to totally trap. different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't they weren't trying to get on people of Walmart. So yes. they it actually was a um, humiliation. Yeah, an intentional one. Yeah, like it's not like this yeah. was accidental or mm -hmm. he just sent them away. Like yeah. there are many ways he could have done this. Yeah. But this was intentionally trying to bring shame to them yeah. because he'd allowed other people's negative perspectives to mm. create a negative yeah. perspective in his brain. Yeah. I, I think it's, I don't know. There's something about that that bothers me more than like if they would have hit them or beat them. Like mm -hmm. there's there's something about that that it's because of the intentionality of it. Yeah. It's like they're specifically being intentional to do this. And yeah. um, like, I mean, you'd be intentional to give a beating to a guy too, but uh, at, at the end of it, he's got kind of the bruises to show for that. In this, he's just, you just were humiliating in that way and I don't know it just I was I was curious when I read it 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 just it hit me weird like it you can see there's such a dishonor in what they did to these men well what comes up to me is you know anger anger causes a reaction so like if you if you upset Buddy and Buddy hits you. You know, that's a reaction. You're right. He, he's just instinctively doing something. I'll work on that not to do that. But okay. this is something <laughs> where they clearly took time to think it through. Like, yeah. what would embarrass them? And yeah. so they were, it's, it's preemptively, intentionally yeah. mm -hmm. desiring to humiliate them. It yeah. wasn't just a reaction. It's let's think about this yes. and let's figure out what's going to embarrass them. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, as... We were sharing this story last week. Um, one one of the things that came to my mind was, I remembered hearing uh, a minister of another denomination talking about how, like, in their denomination there was a church in another country that was just really struggling, 
and another denomination in that area that was thriving and prospering wanted to help them out. You know, they came just like David did, like, hey, we know you're in this position. We know that, like, that your people need food and stuff like that. Here, we have an abundance. We'll give this yes. to you. And the minister was like, but, but we said we're not going to compromise because they disagreed with that denomination's, you know, theology. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, publicly boasting and, like, and arrogantly saying, like, we did not receive their gift because, you know, we're not going to compromise and fall into their demonic whatever. And yeah. he's, like, boasting and trying to, like, shame this denomination who's just trying to help them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it's just, it's, it just reminded me of, of that, you know, as we were reading yeah. this, like, just trying to publicly shame you know, like yeah. you were saying last yeah. week, the accuser of the brethren. You know, one of the greatest accusers of the brethren are people that are within yes. the brethren. Yes. And, and that's not how we're supposed to be, especially yeah. as leaders. It's not our job to, to try to publicly shame somebody right. else, yeah. you know, because we disagree with them. Right. It's, it's actually that same heart. Yeah. That you read in here, that you see right here, is I'm gonna. They're trying to publicly shame people just because they uh, of a misinterpretation yeah. of their heart. Yeah, and it's hard. It's evil. Well, I, I think about it quite often. Where you know, my dad used to say, um, he used to say that there was never a statue erected to a critic, mm. and that you know, yeah. it always just sticks with me because I don't want to be critical, you know, of things. Mm -hmm. I want to judge <laughs> myself properly so that I can grow yeah. and face reality, mm -hmm. but I don't want to become critical and have yeah. a critical spirit. Right. And that's a very dangerous thing. And, and um, you know, I'm thinking about the denomination guy that's wanting to publicly shame. That's part of that critical spirit in that way. And you have to really watch that because I, I think that in our world it can be easy to get over into that pretty quickly and become, but you have to see who are you on the side of when you start to become accusatory. Yeah. All of a sudden, immediately, when you become yeah. accusatory, you're lining up with the devil yeah. because he's the accuser of the brethren. and. Yeah. And uh, this kind of goes in line with that, where it's like publicly wanting to make somebody else look lower. And they did it out of ignorance. Yeah. You know? And I, I mentioned this last week, I think this is great, is, is do you realize what they could have had? David was already friendly to him. They yeah. could have become allies mm -hmm. with the most anointed king on the earth. Yeah. And instead they do this. And that, man... What could they have had? And I, and I see that a lot of times even in church and in the kingdom of God in the body of Christ is because people don't realize how much of a blessing they have somebody around, uh, but then they treat them the wrong way. And it's like, do you know what you could have had? Yeah. And do you realize what you could have had? Like last week we were talking about the prophets with Elijah and Elisha and all those prophets whose names we do not know today. Mm -hmm could have had the anointing that yeah. Elisha had yeah. if they would have honored him like Elisha did. They had the same man of God in their presence, but yeah. they saw him as familiar. And uh, it's like that, you know, I, the other day I was talking about Smith Wigglesworth, and Smith Wigglesworth was, you know, pr not respected. In his, to give you an idea, in his latter days, Lester Summerall went to visit him and there was nobody there. He right. was sitting alone in his house. And yet today we see Smith Wigglesworth as one of the greats yeah. and one of the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. And yet he sat alone in his house with him and the Lord. 
And only Lester Summerall went and received impartation mm -hmm. of this great man of God. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people are not honored the way that they should be in their, in their time. And, and um, you know, what did people miss? You know, Lester Summerall went on to become one of the greats himself. But, and a lot to do with that impartation from Smith Wigglesworth. But what did this young king miss mm -hmm. by yeah. not being an ally with David? And so, You know, you're talking about Smith Wigglesworth and Lester Sumrall. I just read a book about Lester Sumrall, and if I understood it correctly, Smith Wigglesworth reached out to Lester Sumrall first. Like, he read something that Lester Sumrall had had published, mm. and he, like, it ministered to him. So he, if I understood it correctly, he extended that branch yeah. to Lester Sumrall, much like King David did to, to this yeah. king. Wow. Like he extended that. The greater extended to the lesser. Yeah. Giving him the ability to honor him. Yeah. It's just like Elisha following Elijah. All the prophets could have, but they looked with worldly eyes. Yeah. Only Elisha saw beyond yeah. what he was and saw what could be. Yeah. Was... Elijah, Elisha wasn't even a prophet at that time, right? He was just tilling the ground. Yeah, it, it doesn't appear that he was doing anything besides helping his dad, yeah. if I remember correctly. Honestly, like, one, one of the things that was just sticking out to me was, like, in regards to, like, leadership, and, and you were sharing this just a little bit, the importance, like, because you were saying, like, in this time there was a transition of power, and during that you begin to see that people try to position themselves in a proper way. And, like, how important is it to be led by the Spirit? Yeah. You know, yeah. in who you choose, and, you know, as a leader, yeah. who you choose. You know, like, honestly, the, well, the Bible says man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Yeah. You know, so we can, like, look out over the people and we can be like, man, they're, they're a leader. They're very charismatic. They, you know, they're doing such a good job, but really, they could just be building their own house. And in your own natural mind, you could be like, man, they have such great potential. I'll bring them in. Yeah. But in all honesty, you could bring them in, and all of a sudden, you could, like, if they don't have the proper vision or the proper heart, they can cause division and try to take, yeah. take yeah. you out, you know. And that's why it's so important. And you see that happening, you know, throughout Scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's where you see, like, uh, that it's super important for us to be led by the Spirit with who we allow to lead and who we allow yes. on our teams. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, the, like that's what they did in the book of Acts. You know, they, they, they spent that time to pray and fast as they were getting ready. Okay, now who should we appoint and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, like for, even just for like the feeding, you know, uh, yeah. ministry for the widows, you know, they, they've, they, they were intentional about who they, yeah. who they chose. They didn't just pick someone who's, who said, oh, you know, I'd, I'd like to serve. Okay, then you can do whatever, you know, where do you want to serve? And then they just place them wherever, you know. Uh, it, they, they were led by the Spirit, and it's important to be led by the Spirit and who you allow to be in, in yeah. your, on your team. And that's what you were kind of sharing about this. Yeah. Yes. The, the people that were on this guy's team were not good people. No. You know, they yeah. might have on the out, outward had human worldly wisdom, yeah. you know, and that's probably what got them into that position, but their hearts were definitely not in the right place. Well, and... and one of the things that pastors taught me many times over that I'm so thankful for is logic versus leading. Yeah. And it looks like this is a logical, like as I'm reading yes. this, I can understand. The logic behind yeah, it. Yeah, I totally get that because I know there have been times, like I can think of a couple right off the top of my head, <laughs> where there have been people coming to the church who I've watched get close to pastor. And in my head, I'm like, nope, not good people. <laughs> Bad call. Don't. And at 
in a heart of wanting to protect pastor, I've gotten kind of defensive in that way toward them. But pastors, praise God, have had so much patience with me. Mm -hmm. And it helped teach me the difference of leading versus logic. And I would realize, no, pastor needed to minister to that person. It's not that they're bad or whatever. Pastor needed to get something to them. Mm -hmm. And I can see their heart of, okay, your dad just died. Yeah. This does not look good. This looks like a shady thing. Like, protect yourself. Mm-hmm. That was logic that was prompting them. Yeah. And it could have been logic desiring to protect their king, mm-hmm. but it's still logic. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's not going to produce life, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, one thing that I've found that's very important is in your leading is don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if the Lord does something outside of logic. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, one time there was a there was a meeting going on, and I I would say that I should have been invited to that meeting to be a part of that meeting, right? And but I've learned I've learned this, and I'm going to give you a key right now is. Don't be don't be offended just because everything doesn't work out logically or you're not yeah. invited to certain things. God knows what he's doing and mm-hmm. sometimes a lack of logic is exactly the Lord um, when it's a lack of logic in the world's way yeah. and not because he'll always apply logic from an eternal and a supernatural way, a spiritual way. Uh, and many times the Lord will put you in the right place at the right time doing the right thing, or he'll hold you from doing the wrong thing. Right. And I've watched that so many times. And so in this particular situation, I really felt dishonored by not being asked to be a part of what was going on. And But it was interesting as the date came for that event, uh, when the date actually came, I was actually in a low spot. And had I been utilized that day, that specific day, I probably would have passed on negativity Mm -hmm. because I was just, I was going through some stuff and struggling. And see, what I was offended at, God saw all of that and I needed to trust him and trust that timing of it and not just, you know, sure, should they have utilized me or come, come, you know, to that at that point? I think so, but ultimately God knew where I would be on that day. Yeah. He knew what I'd be going through. And for me to think that I would be on 100% of the time and never miss it whatsoever, look, I'm believing for that. Right. But you, know, I haven't proven in my life that I'm 100% for years and years and years and years and years. I haven't proven that yet, and I don't know anybody that has. You know. Right. So for me to say that, well, I'm, I'm perfect and God can always use me in that way, that's a little bit of a prideful statement. And for me to get offended because I'm not, well, what I've learned to do is simply to say, you know what, God knows what he's doing. And I've watched like, um, for example, I think you and George were going on uh, vacation and you just brought it up because you've learned, let me get confirmation, everything. So this doesn't happen often, but on this particular one, pray, see, let's say that 10 times you say, hey, pastor, we're looking at taking a vacation on these dates. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, I say, oh, yeah, that sounds fine. But on that 10th time, 
this happens. What happened with y'all? Yeah. You brought it to me. You could have gotten said, well, he always tells us it's good, so we'll just not bring it this time. Right. That you kept on. You were diligent. You brought it up for confirmation just in case the Lord shared with me something that he didn't, he didn't share with you. Right. And, um, and all of a sudden, and it's not that he won't share it. It's right. for whatever reason, I got an inkling of it in the spirit. Maybe just because I'm anointed to be a covering, right? right? And you and George brought it up. And you brought up, hey, should we do it? And I had a check. And I said, I don't know what that is. But I just got a check on those dates. Yeah. And then what happened? So we were also looking to schedule an ELT, like, advance. Yeah. So you had a check on us going then. We ended up scheduling the advance during what would have been our vacation. So we ended right. up moving earlier. We're like, well, fine. The advance is important, and we're going to take our vacation two months earlier for our yeah. anniversary. Yeah. So we went, had a great time. It was wonderful. And then the week that we were originally planning to be in Charleston, there was a hurricane that came through, and it flooded the city. Half the city was shut down. The yeah. hotel we were planning to be at was completely flooded, yeah. and our trip would have been completely ruined, and we wouldn't have gotten to go. But see, in your position, you could have... So in the end, because you checked... Uh, you avoided a whole mess, yeah. right? Because you humbled yourself, you avoided a mess. Uh, but here in that position, you could have said, I don't need to check with him on my uh, our vacation. That's personal. Right. And you would have been in a mess. Yeah. You could have said, well, I, you know, that's just crazy that he's got to check. We're going anyway. And you would have been in a mess. Yeah. You could have said, that doesn't even make logical sense. We're going to go anyway. And you would have been in a mess. So you, you can see that so many times, don't get offended because there's something that's different from what we expect. Yeah. God's not looking to bring about what you expect if we've been looking at the world all of our lives yeah. in its ways. God wants to bring about something that's bigger than you, right. that's bigger than this world. Right. And many times that's going to cross logic. Right. But we've got to be humble enough to hear that. And so, you know, in that situation, I, and I've watched it, I've, you know, many times, like, for example, there have been times even on the broadcast where you said, who do you want to be with you today? And I say, um, let me just seek the Lord on it. Well, you mean, I mean, you're asking who's going to be on? Yeah, because there may be a topic that you add the perfect thing that helps somebody. Yeah. Or maybe that day it's not you. Maybe it's Paul. Yeah. Or maybe it's Buddy. Or maybe it, maybe y'all need to do it and I'm not yeah. here that day because you bring out something that that I wouldn't have said or you would have yielded to me and I would have taken it this way. But the Holy Ghost wants to go this way. And so that's why it's always important to listen for instruction, correction, and redirection. Instruction, correction, and redirection. Yeah. We must always be listening for that. And don't be offended if it goes differently than what we think. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes, like uh, I said, for example, just the other day, I, I gave you an email and I said, hey, write this the way that you would write it. And then you kept coming back for me for vision on it. And I said, I don't want to give you the vision. I want you to write it the way that you would write it because right. I want your input on it. I want to draw out of you in that way. And that's what the Lord had uh, instructed me to do. So I, I can write 
the email, but it's always going to sound like me. It's always going to sound from me. So you wrote that, and then I was able to change a couple of things and send out the email, but I didn't want it just from yeah. me. I didn't want it just from me all the time. I want other people's perspective. I don't, and there's things like if I would have written it, there was a couple of things that I would not have written it that way. But that's why I asked him to do it. And that's why the Lord told me to do it. Because yeah. I wanted it different from the way I would yeah. have said it. You know? And so don't be offended when it crosses your logic. And don't be surprised if God does it differently than the yeah. way that you think. So if you want to build a fence... You know, and you're believing God for a fence to be built in your yard. Do you need the money to build the fence and uh, to pay the people? No, you just need a fence. Mm -hmm. So whether he brings the money or he sends you the wood or he sends the laborers to build the fence or he gives you knowledge on yeah. how to do it and the, all the supply, there's so many different ways it can come about the, the issue is you don't need one specific thing. You need a fence. Yeah. And so you need a fence to be built. And so if you need that deck built or that fence built, then you, all you need is for God to get it to you however it needs to be gotten to you. Yeah. Don't be offended when it comes a different way. Yeah. And don't be in expectation that it can only come one way because then you'll shut down all the other paths and avenues that God can get things. Yeah. And so I've multiple times the Lord has really said that to me is is don't be offended when it's not that way or when somebody said like going back to the original that day where I thought I should be utilized and I took offense at it and and then I get to that day and I think wow God knew what he was doing and they heard correctly and I w I didn't need to be utilized that day. Mm -hmm. I didn't need to be utilized that day and God knew it all along. And so this is one of those things that really helps us mm -hmm. to not get hung up in the places of offense, but to be able to move and flow smoothly. Yeah. Amen. 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 All right, let's read verse 6. Now when the sons of Ammon saw that they had become odious to David, I, I love that word, <laughs> odious to David, the sons of Ammon sent and hired the Arameans of Bethrehob and the Arameans of Zobah, 20,000 foot soldiers, and the king of Mecca with 1,000 men, and the men of Tob with 12,000 men. When David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the army, the mighty men, the sons of Ammon came out and drew up in battle array at the entrance of the city, while the Arameans of Zobah and Rehob, yep, that one, uh, the Arab people, and the men of Tob and Macca were by themselves in the field. So now here we are, they're gathering for war against the very one who's anointed by God, and watch this, because they paid attention to logic, worldly logic, instead of how the Lord would have been leading them. They yep. could have been allies. Now they're at battle with them. Yeah. All because of a, a simple error in yeah. their logic and their judgment. Yeah. And now they're at war, and they're going to cost men their lives because of these decisions. Listen, one of the things that you've heard me say many times is there's always, going on, there's always more going on than what you can see. Mm -hmm. And so that means we shouldn't just make decisions that... Uh, we shouldn't just make decisions and just, oh, yeah, do that, do that, whatever, whatever. 
No, it's not a whatever. We yeah. Jesus only did what he saw the Father yeah. do, and he only said what he heard him say. Yeah. And so that shows you that each decision is important, even if it does seem small. Mm -hmm. And it's not hard. It's not something we have to sit there for 20 years before we decide to go to the grocery store. We simply need to learn how to get into a flow with God. Yeah. And so a good leader will get into a flow with God and learn how to be instructed, corrected, and redirected. You know, uh, We learn how to do that and to flow with them, and it's so easy. Well, something that you say often, and we actually prayed about it this morning during 6 a.m. prayer, was you know, strong, le learn what your strong emotions feel like. I'm paraphrasing what you say, basically. Learn those strong emotions yeah. and don't move at strong emotions. Like, don't yes. move at emotions. Mm -hmm. So it can be a strong, happy emotion. Yes. It can be a strong, negative emotion. Either way, that's emotionality. It's not Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit isn't just feelings. Like, yes. Holy Spirit can be involved in joy. Sure. And Holy Spirit can be involved in righteous anger. But those are prompts that aren't necessarily Him. They're in the soulish realm, which mm -hmm. is where logic comes from. Yeah. So... This entire thing came out of a soulish realm of emotionality. Yeah. Soulish, of, you know, soulish being the mind, yes. will, and emotion. Yes, yeah. thank you. Not the spirit, but the mind, will, and emotion. And that, I mean, this, all of this, it, it came from that realm because they didn't trust it's God to defend them. a heavy price to pay because of emotion. And I know for me, and worldly like, logic. like I thought of negative emotion being like the main issue, you yeah. know, but there have been many times where I've been overly excited and I still re have responded wrongly. Yeah. It's not been led by the Lord. Yeah. And so it's important. You say it often. It's learn the emotion of fear. Yeah. Learn the emotion of paranoia. Learn the yeah. emotion of negativity. Yeah. Like learn what your emotions feel like, so that way when they rise up, yeah. you you put them in the right place. Well, they're doing a very normal, worldly kingdom activity. Sure. They're protecting themselves. They're sending a message. You know. Uh, that's very normal in this day and age that we're reading about. Very normal. But yet, now there have people that are about to die. Now, and here's what I want you to see. There's, you know, you've heard me make this statement. Something, something my dad would say is, don't wait till the battle to load your weapon. Mm -hmm. Well, think about this. They were operating normally according to what was normal to them. Yeah. But because they didn't learn to check their emotion in the things that didn't matter, now when it did matter, it's going to cost lives. They got so, trigger happy. Yeah, well, they, they just are flowing with what they, in other words, they didn't discipline themselves. Mm -hmm. A good leader will discipline themselves at all times, mm -hmm. not just in the important yeah. points. Yeah. A good leader is constantly disciplining himself. So, you know, you can have moments where people will literally say, well, this doesn't matter. No, character matters all the time. Character matters all the time. Will you tell the story of when the Lord corrected you for the cake crumb? Yeah. Well, I was in my house. I was alone. Nobody was there. Have you heard this? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the story of the cake crumb just sounds very The story very of the cake crumb. <laughs> If we could only put a graphic up. <laughs> the story of the cake. 
cake crumb. I can see. So there I was back in the day. And uh, I, I can see Bob and Larry from the VeggieTales announcing this and playing out this, this story. Um, the story of the cake crumb. Um, <laughs> so it was a major moment. It was something shifted and changed in that in that moment but I'm at the house I had been working hard and you know I was had I forget exactly what had happened but I was working in the office I went to the kitchen uh, to get a piece of cake because I remembered hey there's cake <laughs> and you know when you remember such things you must move on such things and uh, so I go cake to the kitchen I get, yeah <laughs> cake comes by hearing and I just heard it in my belly and uh, so then um, I grabbed a napkin I put a piece of cake on there and I was walking back to the office and I took a bite of cake and a little crumb dropped bing 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 onto the ground and right by my front door, and I kept walking into my office, and, and I got about three feet. I saw it drop, and I just kept walking, and I got about three feet from, from that, walking back to my chair, and all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost speaks to me kind of strongly, not, not harsh, but just got my attention. He goes, are you going to pick that up? And my immediate thought in my soulish realm, in the mind, will, and emotion was, this is my house. <laughs> That's the wrong thing to say to the Lord, to the Lord by the way. Yeah. I didn't say it, but I did think it. I might as well have said it. I was like, this is my house. And he said, he said, character does the right thing even when nobody's looking. Yeah. Character does the right thing even when nobody's looking. So I stopped. I thought about it for a split second, and I thought, yeah, he's right, <laughs> like always. Thank you, Lord. And I backed up, and I picked up the cake crumb, and I threw it? it away. No. no, I didn't eat it. I, I threw it away this time. <laughs> and, uh, but, and it really changed me because I thought, you know, and I'd been living for the most part by that principle, but... Not on that level. I mean, it was okay. And he was just, it wasn't that I didn't know that. It wasn't that I hadn't been operating in that. He was reminding me character operates at the small and the big, at the seen yeah. and the unseen. And you need to be a person of character. And that yeah. goes back to something he said to me years and years ago. He said, you need to be the kind of person, you need to live your life in such a way so that the devil himself, the accuser of the brethren, could go through your life with a fine-tooth comb and find nothing to accuse you over. Yes, sir. And when he first said that to me, I was like, man, that is a tall order, God. <laughs> but the more that I gave myself to it, the more that that worked out. And uh, there you know, have definitely been times since then where it's like, I don't even know what to correct now because I've corrected everything God's given to me. And so I know that there'll be more things that he gives to me, but definitely it got easier and easier in that. But character, and that's just it. See, a character that will not discipline your thoughts in the times that it doesn't matter, will be a character that messes up when it does matter. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what we see here is because they didn't have character in disciplining their thoughts, in building their faith, in, in hearing from the Lord when it really mattered and men's lives were on the line. 
they cost lives. Yes, sir. And that's, that's the thing uh, that I think is so very important is what we do. And hear this, please. Why do we go to church? Why do we preach the gospel? Why are we having this broadcast? Why are we talking about people that would be leaders? Because what seems like a small thing today is life and death in the future yes. to someone. Mm -hmm. Listen, you're, you have, as a believer, as a Christian, you have an absolute responsibility mm -hmm. to assemble with the saints in church, not in your home. And lives hang in the balance of your decision. Yeah. Now, listen, you're not the direct influence on all of it, but you are the indirect influence all the time. All the time. And lives hang in the balance because at that place, we grow up, we don't fall, at the place of church, at the assembly, because God commanded it to be so. Yeah. That's the place where we grow up into the fullness of the stature of Christ in Ephesians 4. We're not tossed around by every wind of doctrine. And hear this, when we're tossed around by every wind of doctrine, lives hang in the balance. Yeah. Lives hang in the balance. Yeah. You've seen people die. Yeah. That have that have played games with it. Not just one. Not just I've one. Seen many. Yeah. In in seven years. Yes. Many. Yes. You and where people play with these things. And now just imagine though, imagine that the decisions that were made were right decisions. Now what could those right decisions affect other people? It's yeah. not just their life, it's other people's lives. As Nicole and I have made good decisions and the right decisions that God's empowered us to do it's affected and brought life to people that would not have had it otherwise you know absolute miracles to people that are on their deathbed miracles to people that were going to hell that now have a renewed spirit yeah. and they're going to heaven life and death hangs in the balance of good character in the big and the small, yeah. in good character in the seen and the unseen. And if we don't practice and do it well yeah. in the moments that look like they don't matter, then we'll have a moment like this where lives literally are cost. Yeah. And it happens all the time, and people have been playing with it. And I've played with it. And that's why now, you know, I feel like now today it's like I see it clearly. And I don't want other people to make the mistake that I have. So I'm charging you. I'm challenging you right now. Don't make that mistake and don't play games because yeah. lives hang in the balance. And yes, yeah. we can have fun. We can, you know, have food challenges and laugh at each other. And, and we have a good time. I mean, the Lord and his kingdom is a joy. And he says, I say these things so that your joy may be full. Yeah. He wants your joy full but in the middle of joy being full lives hang in the balance yeah. eternities hang in the balance yeah. destinies heaven or yeah. hell hangs in the balance for people based off of what we choose based yeah. off of what I choose based off of what yes. you choose based off of what you choose based off of what you choose lives hang in the balance so why are we playing with these lives by treating it as if it doesn't matter we can't do that. That's not what God would have us to do. Yeah. He would have us take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the scripture that came up to me is First uh, Corinthians nine twenty seven. I discipline my body and I discipline my body and yes. bring it into subjection. Yes. Lest when I preach others, I myself should become disqualified. Like a lack of discipline 
could actually, like Paul was saying, if I don't discipline my body, I'll become disqualified. Yes. Like all the things that I'm preaching to you, I can miss I won't it. be in heaven. Yeah, that's, that's literally. That's what he's literally saying. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it goes to show how important having godly habits and yeah. having godly uh, discipline, you know, just doing the, yes. the like, uh, honestly, like a lot of people are wondering, like what might be wondering, you know, you might be wondering watching today, you know, why, why isn't, these things working out for me like you you know ask yourself am i doing the things that i know i should be doing consistently yes. am yeah. i praying consistently am i tithing consistently am i am, am i am i studying the word consistently yeah you know like i played french horn you know uh in high school and i was decent at it i started in middle school i was horrible um when i started but then i got good at it because i was practicing and i was doing that regularly now, like it's been about 10 years since I've played it's yeah. been over 10 years since I've played it I pick up a French horn now I won't be able to really do much I'll probably be able to play a couple notes Yeah. but since I haven't done it consistently my, my lips won't have the aren't strong yeah. enough yeah. to be able to you know play the, the notes that I used to be able to why? because I haven't been diligent I haven't been keeping yeah. that you know practicing that it's the same thing with the word I mean you, you you can like spend like five years and actively study the word, yeah. But then but then if you kind of neglect it for a while, what you're it's what we're what we're doing right now as we're yeah. as you're listening yeah. to this word, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Just as you said, we're loading the weapon. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't you don't wait till the battle to then. Oh man, you know what what does the word say about this? Yes. No, no, yes. you lo you load it now so that when the battle comes, you know, you, you know the Bible says in Proverbs. Uh, those who faint in the day of adversity, their strength was too small. It, yeah. And how is strength built? By discipline. Yes. Disciplining your body. And lift, how is spiritual strength built? Yeah. By, by spiritual disciplines. By yes. praying and fasting and studying the word and, and you know, calling on God, listening to godly teaching. Yeah. Well, literally, what we're doing is we're strengthening our spirit. And, you know, it's not always good feeling you know whenever you yeah. first yeah. go to the gym heck when planet fitness opens again and we go back it, i'm gonna be in a lot of pain that first day <laughs> I, I like i'm telling you just because it's been so long since i've been yeah. going there you know and my, my body has gotten physically weaker since then also yeah. you know yeah um and but but whenever i go back it's gonna hurt at first it's not gonna be as comfortable at first but what's happening is there there's some tearing going on yeah. you know but my muscles are gonna grow back stronger than before and so the more you train the stronger you get i mean the whole thing he's talking about right here is you know athletes training for yes for you know for the race or you know for whatever they're competing in yeah and, and, and you know how much more important is it that we develop our spirit man who is the one that's going to last all yeah. eternity? He said, I've disciplined my body and bring it. He's not saying I'm bringing myself. He yeah. said, I'm bringing this flesh that's right. into yeah. sub subjection so that once I have preached others, I myself w should become disqualified. Spiritual discipline is key. Look at this, and, and I really feel led to share this, and then Barrett's got something for you, but I really feel led to share this to you. So, I know, the, wor the word says this, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. In other <coughs> words, make sure that you know, that you know, that you know, that yeah. you know, that you know that you are born again and going to heaven. And in other words, with yeah. great, great reverence yeah. and trembling at the thought that you'll miss it, work mm. out your salvation. Know that you know. All right, and I've done that, and I remember the day that it really 
got settled in my spirit. I'm born again. I'm going to heaven. I know that I know that I know that. Mm -hmm. I know that I know that I know. But here's the issue. And I want you to know this. I literally, I, that verse, I just read that the other day. And, and I want you to hear this. One of my greatest concerns, not fear, but an extreme reverence for the things of God is exactly what Paul was sitting there. And I think this will help somebody that says, you know what, I need to take it that seriously myself. One of my personal greatest concerns is that I will do great, great things for God, but not keep the discipline there and fall away. Yeah. Right? And, and fall exactly what he's talking about there. And see, some people, out of their ignorance and their naive uh, nature towards these things, would say, well, you don't have to worry about that, Brian. That's not what the Bible says. Yep. That is not what the Bible says. It, he says, I discipline my body. I bring it under subjection so that I won't run the race and fail, fail you know, to qualify. In other words, he's saying, I am taking this serious. Mm -hmm. And why should we be that serious? See, the devil would take away the seriousness of eternity. Mm -hmm. It is eternal, and the devil downplays it, but God plays it up. It is a real deal thing, and it's not something to play around with. And I know, I know that what the scripture says, that if you have a flesh, yeah. then you have built into that flesh a desire to sin. A desire to sin. And that thing is always checking you. It's always challenging you. Now, Jesus... We are no longer slaves to sin if we are born again in Christ. And, and we can immediately tell that flesh, no. Right. And, and we have the power to do it. It's got no power over us unless we give it to us. But that doesn't mean we should play around with it. You yeah. know, it is something, you know, one of the, I just saw a statement yesterday and it said, you don't, you don't play around with a lion. You know, you don't play around with the lion. And the, the Bible says the devil goes about as a roaring lion. Now, he can't be a lion to those who are not playing around with sin. But for, to those who are playing around with sin, mm -hmm. he can become like a roaring lion yeah. because they are mishandling yeah. things of eternity. They're mishandling in this way. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person that does, everybody looks and goes, God, he did such great things. And then, let's say, you know, I still go to heaven, but I have a fall at the end of ministry. I don't want to be that guy. What yeah. does that take? What does it take to not be that person? It takes a discipline. It takes yeah. seeing this early on. I, we were in the second year of pastoring, and the Holy Ghost said to me, he said, right now, even now, the devil is preparing traps to completely ruin your ministry years from now. Yeah. And I went, what? Why? Why? Why is he doing that? Like, we don't even have 30 people here. You know, we don't hardly have anybody here. At that time, I don't think we had 20 people there. I said, why is he doing that? He's like, it's not, it's not what you see right now. Yeah. It's what he sees in you. That heart, that hunger. You're going to do great and mighty things if you just continue and don't give up. You're going to do great and mighty things. He sees that. He knows that. He's already preparing traps right now. Yeah. And, and I said, and my immediate thought was, Lord, how do I stop that? He said, you just make sure that you, you listen to me for instruction, correction, and redirection, and that you humble yourself. 
If you don't humble yourself, and if you're not disciplined after me, you'll fall for those traps. And the truth is, if you look at great men of God, many, 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 many of them have had that. The majority have had that because yeah. they've treated these things lightly. And so the Lord said, you don't, you don't treat them lightly. Do not treat them lightly. Yeah. Deal with sin. Deal with temptation. Deal with addictions. Deal with anything that crosses yeah. your path. Deal with it. Don't play with it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, we go back to this where he's saying, look, they didn't deal with their thinking. Mm-hmm. They did the normal of the world. And when it came down to it, it cost men their lives. Yeah. We've got to not play around. Lives hang in the balance. Yeah. I have so many things. I'm oh, yeah. going to try to not give all of them. But I just have a couple of scriptures. As Betty was talking, 1 Timothy 4, um, verse 7 and 8. It says, On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. For bodily discipline is only, a, is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable for yes. all things. All things. All things. Since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Yeah. And, you know, as y'all are talking, what comes up to me is you've preached a sermon before many times about the two parts of life. You know, in order to be able to do, we have to first receive. We have yeah. to receive that love. And here's the thing. If your why, listening to all of this right now, mm-hmm. if your why isn't because I love God, mm-hmm. then... The, you can take these actions, you can take these steps toward holiness and toward godliness and right living, but your heart's going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And your heart has to be right first. You know, and a pastor also preached a series called Reset, and that's talking about going back to your first love. Yeah. We've talked about it here on the broadcast before, but you go to Revelation chapter 2, and G- like Jesus is talking to the church of Ephesus, and this church is doing great and mighty things for God. Mm-hmm. They're... They are, Jesus knows their deeds and that they can't tolerate evil men, that they put them to the test, those who call themselves apostles. They have perseverance. They've endured for, yeah. their na- for Jesus' namesake. They've not grown weary. They've done great things. Mm-hmm. They're not weary. They're testing peoples. They're not receiving every spirit. They've endured. They've persevered. They've done great things. But Jesus still had something against them. You know, we can, we can live what is right or whatever. But the thing that Jesus held against them is that they left the first love. Yeah. They left the first love. And that's what true godliness is, is it's yes. intimacy with Jesus. Yes. You know, I can act right. I can do right. I can say the right things and perform. I can perform for God and not have intimacy with him. You can perform You can do the things Pastor and Buddy just said, but if you don't have that intimacy, you're disqualifying yourself. It's intimacy that leads you to the place where Jesus says, where the Father says, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. Yeah. That's what causes it. You've, that heart of intimacy has to be first. The why has to be because I love God. Yeah. And there are so many people that are waiting for you to make that decision. Like so many. I, I can think of so many different things in my brain. And I'm trying not to go just because I'm feeling the emotion of it. But what pops up in my head is back years ago when I lived in Maine, I 
I was serving in a youth group there, and I had this girl who I just, I loved her. I saw her every now and then, and I saw her at a store, and I would, at that point, I was just so fired up for Jesus. He's all I talked about, and I was like, will you please come to youth tonight? I, I, I'd asked her so many different times, and she came that night, and, and she gave her heart to Jesus, and months later, she stood up, and she's like, I was going to kill myself. Wow. But you asked me to come, and I just, I knew I had to. And she's alive, Hallelujah. and she's going to go to heaven, because in that moment, my intimacy with Jesus, my why, drove me to do something that didn't make logical sense. I knew she told yeah. me no so many times before, but intimacy provoked me. Mm-hmm. Intimacy is what leads to godliness, and there are people you know who are on the path to go to hell, but your intimacy with Jesus will save them. It'll save them. Lives hang in the balance. Yeah. Lives hang in the balance. John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Verse 7, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. You ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified. That you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. That's yeah. literally, when you abide in him, there's yes. something in you that makes you want to go out and bear fruit. Yeah. And that's what you saw. That's mm-hmm. good. You know, as we're wrapping up this chapter today, you know, what happens is they set their, they set their selves against the people of Israel and against King David, and they come into a battle, and sure enough, they lose because David's anointed and he's anointed over, and they never should have been in that place. You also see the Arameans uh, that actually come against them. They join themselves with the king of Ammon, and um, in the end, they lose 700 charioteers, 40,000 horsemen, and they struck down their commander, uh, and they lost it. And then uh, the Arameans end up serving David. This is the thing. A good leader never sets himself against the anointed things yeah. of God. Amen. Hear, this, hear me when I say this. A good leader never sets himself against the anointed things of God, things that are carrying the anointed. And, if, and this is the thing. A lot of times people will come against the anointed in pride and arrogance. They think that they're higher. Let, let this story be a lesson that when you come against the anointed things of God, you end up serving them. Yes hear that. When you come against, put it in the comments, when you come against the anointed things of God, yeah. you will end up being their servant. Yeah. And uh, I've watched this happen. Don't come against a ministry that has the anointing on it yeah. that's flowing. Don't come against people that are anointed. Don't set yourself as an ally to somebody who's an enemy of the anointing of God. Understand that the anointing comes by the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost is God himself. And if you come against the anointing, you're setting yourself up yeah. against God. And the, the New Testament says that when you do that, you will not win that. You know, uh, when you When you come up against him, you're going to find yourself in opposition to God. And uh, that's not a battle that you're going to win. And so always watch that. Pay attention to who's operating in the anointing, who's carrying the anointing, who's, who's, who is 
uh, things are moving as they speak and as they take action. Uh, pay attention to those things. They are important. There's always more going on than what you can see. Yeah. And a lot of times what will happen is people will get into their emotion, like what you were talking about earlier. They'll get into their logic, and they'll think, well, they can't do that to me, or they shouldn't do that to me. And they'll come into that place, and um, they'll come into that place, and all of a sudden they think, they feel like they have a right, and they feel like there's principle involved, but they don't realize they're coming against a spiritual thing, the anointing of God. And I can tell you, I, I think many people have heard me say this, but I used to wonder as a young minister if that was so. Like, should I, you know, come against, you know, is it wrong for people seriously to talk about God's people? You know, yes. is it wrong for that uh, against people that he's anointed? Like, was David right when he honored Saul that much, even though Saul was trying to murder him? And I can tell you, it's wrong to come against God's anointed. Mm -hmm. And I've watched it happen. I've watched people, yeah. their lives completely change for the negative when they've done that. Uh, it is wrong and it's harmful. But now look at the inverse of that. If you come a, a, to the anointed yeah. and you help bear the burden and you help be a part and you yield and you're humble and, and you set yourself up, God uh, with them as an ally to the anointing as people that are moving at ministries that are moving it, all of a sudden you come under what Paul said when you sent me that offering. He said, you helped the anointing of God. You helped the gospel go forth. You were helping us in that. He says, my supernatural grace, yeah. the grace that is heavenly, supernatural, that's on my life because of this message we're taking, he said, this grace will now come on you. Yeah. This grace will come on you. Amen. And he said, so when you set yourself up like that, you're setting yourself up actually to be blessed or cursed based off of which one that you're approaching. So pay attention to who's operating in the anointing and who's not. Pay attention to when somebody prays, does it come to pass? You know, Pay attention to who's it always just working out for. Pay attention to when you know everybody else does this, it doesn't work, but that person, they do it and it works and they're going after God and they're preaching the gospel. That's an anointing. That's the anointing of God on that person. You start paying attention to those things and you will find yourself walking in and anointing and you'll that supernatural favor and grace and empowerment of God will come into your life into your home and into your family and that's exactly what Paul was saying when he said when you partnered with us and you gave you you became a partaker yeah. of that grace now see somebody's logic and worldly logic can argue against that and he was literally talking about an offering he, their logic can argue against that, but if they will stop arguing against that and they will say, Lord, I yield to you, they'll immediately come under a grace that they've not had before and on a different level, yeah. and it will be awesome. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Amen. Yeah. Hebrews 6.12, follow, be follower of those who, or imitate those who yes. through faith and patience have obtained or yes. inherited the promises. Yes. You know, that's literally what you're saying. Like, look for the people who have obtained the promises. Yeah. And, it, and he says, follow them, imitate them, you know, do what they do, see what they do, and, and literally watch it work out for you. That's what, that's what that says. That's great. Amen. Yeah. Do you have anything else? No, sir. 
Well, as we're, as we're uh, finishing up today and we move into just the financial piece of it and helping, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, God wants you in abundance because he's calling you to do great and mighty yes. works, exploits for him. But the Bible says you can't do these works and all these good deeds if you're not operating in abundance in 2 Corinthians 9. And so he wants you to have an abundance for every good work, <coughs> and that's in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. All right. So in order to have an abundance, we have to start flowing in his grace. Right. And how do we do that? An offering connects us mm -hmm. to a spiritual thing. Right. So an offering literally connects us, what I was talking about, where Paul said you gave this offering, you connected to that spiritual grace. An offering is a connector to those blessings and to that supernatural favor. And so today, if you feel led to give, on Facebook, you can just type in the comments, hashtag donate, followed by the amount, or you can go to givebc.org. But many times what you'll see is that when you do this, you are literally opening up spiritual gates into my life for the grace of God to connect. And as the I'm telling you at this ministry, the Lord is anointing it. We're seeing people healed, delivered, set yes. free, financial miracles. You're watching them. You know, you guys are watching. Yeah. You both have testimony, two or three in the last month, you know, mm -hmm. of financial breakthrough and faith working, the anointing working. Yeah. And it can work for you, too. The yeah. question is, are you participating and partnering with God's way of doing things? Or are you partnering with the world's way of right. doing things? And here's the thing. The world's way of doing things doesn't work. <laughs> the world's way of doing things doesn't work. If it did, then we'd all have we'd all be millionaires. It doesn't work that way. But God's way of doing things always works. Right. And so if we fall into a system of doing it the world's way, we'll never give in the offering. Because that's not the way the world does. How can you how can you go higher by giving your stuff away? That's the way the world thinks. But when we fall into God's way, what we do is we don't just tap into a physical system. We tap into both a physical system and a spiritual system. And we say, I'm not giving it away. Right. I'm not just sacrificing it. I'm being obedient to sow it. And when I, I tap into that spiritual system, now God opens up spiritual grace, spiritual power, spiritual anointing in our finances. Yeah. And so, Lord, today, as people are giving, either on Facebook or GiveBC.org, Lord, let them be blessed. Let those seeds that, Lord, even ones that have already been given, let them be blessed yes. in Jesus' name. Let them be pressed down, shaken together, run it over. In Jesus' name, Lord, pack all the blessings you can yeah. into their lives into their bank account. Pack all the blessings, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, let them have to open up new accounts mm -hmm. to hold it all. In Jesus' name. Lord, let them have to have it in multiple places. Let them, let them have places where they find money. Lord, all of a sudden, they pull open their phone and they open up an app they hadn't opened in, in a year yeah. and they find a thousand dollars sitting there, Lord. Amen. Open up the blessings yes. into their lives. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, we love you. And if you haven't shared the broadcast, go ahead and share it. There's people that need to hear this kind of teaching yeah. and preaching so that their lives can go to a higher place. Mm -hmm. And uh, we love you. As we wrap up this seg segment, we're getting ready to give you the next bit of information into our next segment or in, into ne uh, tomorrow next segment. Mm -hmm. This is the end of today's segment. Tomorrow's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into tomorrow. Here's some information about that. But we love you. Share the broadcast. And yeah. thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love you. We believe in you and what God is doing through you. And just thank you so much for being a part of what today's broadcast was. Go ahead and do like Pastor said, share the broadcast because there was a power and an anointing that flowed on today's broadcast. And the beginning will just strengthen you because Marky and I laughed through the whole entire thing. <laughs> but we just thank you so much for being on. And tomorrow is going to be another wonderful, episode of Lunch Plus. We have Food Mash, which is always a test of bravery and courage and strength. And I'm going to give you a hint. Tomorrow we're going to, for Food Mash, I'm not going to tell you what we're eating, but I will tell you that the theme of it is what could be a midnight snack at your house. So that'll be Food Mash tomorrow. And then we're going to have a new Truth Talk video. It's going to be a wonderful one. And then my top 10. What do you think my top 10 list is going to be tomorrow? Put it in the comments and you'll find out at tomorrow at 11.45. We're going to be back. Brand new content, brand new episode, and we love you. So thank you. We're excited to see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. We love you.